This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1139, IELTS Beach Vocabulary and Water Idioms. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Be prepared for IELTS questions about the beach with today's vocabulary and idioms. Practice using these so you're ready to wow the examiner on test day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aubrey, when's the last time you went to the beach? Mm, Just a few (laughs) days ago, I went to California with my daughter, and it was much too cold to actually get in the water, but we did play sand volleyball on the beach on the sand, and we looked at the beautiful waves crashing on the beach, but we didn't even dip a toe in because it was like rainy and cold, (laughs) very cold. (laughs) That describes pretty much year-round here on the Oregon coast. Um, Even in the summer, the water here is so cold, (laughs) I cannot even... Go swimming barely in the summer. Um, People have to put on a wetsuit to get out in the water at all. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still tons of beach activities you can do, guys, besides like swimming in the water. Um, we like to look for tide pools. Um, yes. So when the, the tide goes out, when the water goes out, there will be little pools left in the rocks on the shore. And that's where you could look for starfish and sea urchins. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's so fun. Um, and something my son likes to do, even if it's cold and rainy, We'll find a beach with some big sand hills, which we call sand dunes. And he just runs up to the top of the sand dune and rolls down. Yes. And it's fun. (laughs) Um, So, guys, we're going to help you talk about what to do on the beach or near the beach today because we got a question about this from a YouTube subscriber. And water and beach. These are topics that that do occur on the IELTS speaking test. Yeah, for sure. And part two, if you haven't thought about it in advance, it might be hard to talk about what you would do on the beach for two minutes, right? You definitely want to tell a story, but you also need to use some of this specific vocabulary that you're going to learn today. Yeah, totally, guys. Um, And I know that not everybody lives near an ocean or goes to the ocean or beach very often. Um, So 
that doesn't matter, guys. You still have to be prepared mm-hmm. to talk about it. But I also want to sort of stretch your understanding here of beach because it doesn't have to just be an ocean. There are um, river beaches. There are beaches next to lakes. Anytime you have sand or dirt or wa- or rocks that meet water, <laughs> that is a beach. Um, mm-hmm. I know I go to river beaches way more often than ocean beaches. So yeah, that's kind of what I think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have river beaches here right here in Phoenix or lakes. There'll be a lake that has either a sandy or kind of a rocky beach that we'll hang out on. It doesn't have to be the ocean. Totally, totally. Um, So first of all, I want to thank Maya P for asking this question. Um, She asked for some phrases or idioms, especially for part two, because she took her exam recently and the examiner asked her to talk about what she would like to do near or on the beach. And she didn't know exactly what to say. Um, And then she said she got sad. So we don't want you guys to be sad. Uh, We're going to give you a lot of great ideas and vocab today, guys, as well as three idioms that have to do with water, but you can use them anywhere on the exam. So first of all, let's talk about just names of activities, because I think these are all so specific. You guys might know some of these, but definitely not all of these. So take some notes, guys, because there's a lot of vocab coming up. So what are a couple beach activities, Aubrey? Yeah. So first of all, sunbathing, which just means to lie in the sun on a beach. I love the verb laze, L-A-Z-E, to laze on a beach, laze about the beach. It's a very high level verb that you should definitely use to talk about just being lazy on the beach. And then there's so many fun activities. You can fly kites, build sandcastles. All you need is a little sand for all those things. I love flying kites, by the way. It is it seems like such like a it seems like such like a simple, almost boring activity, but there is something so gratifying and delightful about kite flying, guys. <laughs> Whenever we go to the coast, I always end up buying a new kite for us to fly on the beach. Um, yes, and building sandcastles, of course, is a favorite activity. We of ours. build sand like animals a lot, like sand. Oh, fun. People or turtles or whatever, something like a big and fun, right? Totally. Um, So in the water, you guys might know snorkeling. That's where you are swimming just below the surface and you have a little tube that goes from your mouth to the to above the surface so you can breathe and you just swim below the surface looking at stuff. That's snorkeling. That's amazing. Scuba diving is more serious. You put the air tank on your back. You go all the way under the water to look at stuff. You have to be trained to be a scuba diver. But other stuff is more exciting. Accessible, like boogie boarding. You guys might not know this one. A boogie board is a small, um, let's see, it is a, a, a small piece of material, usually just a small piece of styrofoam that is about half the size of your body. And you surf the waves on the boogie board. So it's like surfing. You have to catch the wave at the right time. But instead of standing up on a surfboard, you just hold on with your arms to a boogie board. So it's really fun. My kids Um, love doing this. It's much easier than surfing to be able to catch a wave and ride it into the sand as opposed to surfing, which is really hard to learn. You're going to stand up and just get kicked off. Totally. (laughs) Um, And have you ever, have you ever done body surfing? 
Yes, that is much harder than boogie boarding. I much prefer to have the board and then totally. you kick and you can catch a wave. Body surfing is is a lot harder. I think you have to it's be hard. a really strong swimmer yeah. or have fins on. Fins definitely help. I learned how to body surf a few years ago. It is super hard. Um, but body hard. surfing, you're still catching the wave again, like a surfer, but with your body. So you have to swim really hard, uh, really strong strokes to catch that wave at the right time and ride it into the shore. Um, of course, there's also jet skiing, right? That's, mm -hmm. you know, you get on that jet ski. It has a motor. You sit on it and it's super fun. Uh, that that. I think is more fun in lakes than it is on the ocean, uh, yes. but also wakeboarding. That's something that James and I started to do last summer with some friends that have a boat. Wakeboarding, guys, it's like snowboarding, but you're behind a boat. <laughs> right, exactly. And it can, it can be really painful. I it's wrecked hard. once. And when you hit the water, it feels like Ugh. hitting concrete. Seriously. And I think it's always, you always hit your face because you try to catch yourself with your hands. And of course, they just go right into the water and you hit your I face. Know. <laughs> yeah, I got the wind knocked out of me so oof. many times. Yep. Um, oof, it is real hard. So anyway, those are a bunch of ideas, as well as what we talked about at the beginning of the show for what you can describe or talk about doing on or near a beach. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now let's get to three idioms, guys. Aubrey, you can introduce this first one. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this idiom is to bring sand to the beach. And so think about the meaning there because you don't need to bring sand to the beach. There's already sand at the beach. So it means doing something unnecessary, redundant that maybe somebody else already did and you're doing it again and wasting effort. My dad would say this when we were kids. If maybe my brother had already fed the chickens and I went to do it just to look helpful. He'd say, oh, yeah. thanks for bringing the sand to the beach there. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. Um, or let's see, if you're asked about gifts or presents, let's say, um, do you think a book makes a good present? Uh, mm. You could say, well, it depends on the person. I mean, I have friends with like hundreds of books in their library. And if I were to give them yet another book, it would be like bringing sand to the beach because they probably already have it. I don't know. <laughs> they, nice. they have. Yes, that would be good. Or if you're talking about what to bring to a party and say, totally. normally I would bring a nice bottle of wine, but my friend has this giant, you know, wine cellar. So it's like bringing sand to the beach if I take her wine. That's so fun. Oh, what a great IELTS phrase. Um, all right, guys. So if you are asked about relationships or dating, maybe personally or in your culture or people you know, you could use the phrase plenty of fish in the sea. Um, we use this often when we are talking about dating advice, especially if relationships don't work out. And then you say, that's okay. There are plenty of fish in the sea. It just means there are a bunch of people out there to 
choose from. There are <laughs> there are so many options out there in the world, so don't get upset. There are plenty of fish in the sea. So I have a um, question for you, Jessica, because I grew up using this to talk about options for other things, too. Like if we go to a restaurant and it wasn't great, we'd be like, that's okay. We'll go somewhere else next time. Plenty of fish in the sea. Right. We're talking about like plenty of options, but yeah. more and more what now that I've left home, I hear people use it a lot more talking, just like you said about people like you can you're going to meet somebody else to date. So I'm curious, it might just be geographical that where I grew up, you could use it for everything. What do you think? Do you yeah. think the examiner would think that was weird to use it about something else? Because it is more I commonly used for people. Would- yeah, that would be weird. That would be very local, I believe, because I ha- I never hear people using it other than to describe other than dating people you could meet. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So stick exactly. with that, you guys. <laughs> stick with that. It's always good though to ask, right? Because how do you know if this slang is just in this area or if you could totally. use it in front of any examiner? If you're in our Three Keys Facebook group, you guys, um, you can be in there if you join the Three Keys online course that we have, um, you can ask us <laughs> because uh, especially as a non-native, it can be difficult to know what's appropriate or modern even to use. So mm-hmm. there's one last one here. This one's super fun to feel like a fish out of water. I feel like this could be used in so many ways on the IELTS so test. useful. Yes. Anytime you're asked about talents or what you do with friends, anytime you feel like you don't quite fit in or something's a little off, you can say you feel like a fish out of water. So for example, yeah. if they're asked, what do you like to do with friends? You say, they all like to go clubbing, but in a dance club, I feel like a fish out of water. I don't know where to put my hands and I'd rather <laughs> go to a movie. <laughs> I wish I wish we were doing this as a YouTube video too. So we could just like pretend that we don't know how to dance because that Watch would be me fun do the on robot. video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is amazing, guys. So anytime that in your answer, you're talking about you or someone else, feeling that you don't fit in, that you are uncomfortable in the situation, that things around you are happening that you don't understand or you're not into or you don't like. You can say you feel like a fish out of water. I think this is so applicable if you're talking about moving to another country or um, starting to make friends in English or going to your first class in, in a new skill, right? You feel like a fish out of water at first before you get comfortable and learn how to do something. So definitely write that idiom down, guys, because that is very useful, I think, for a lot of different IELTS topics. Um, And if you want to take a free IELTS quiz, you totally can. And then you won't feel like a fish out of water on your exam. So where can students go for our free IELTS quiz? Go to allersenglish.com slash my score. It only takes two minutes. And once you have your score, your estimated band score, you also get free resources at your level. So check it out, guys. AllEarsEnglish.com slash my score. Yes. Awesome. Find out your score, guys, before you sign up for the exam this year so you don't waste your money. Oh, all right. Sweet. Aubrey, thanks for chatting this week. We had some great episodes this week. Yes, really good episodes, you guys. If you have a friend studying for IELTS and you think they might not know about our podcast, share it with them because they're missing great content, great episodes. Share the IELTS Energy podcast with them. Yes, awesome. All right, Aubrey, well, enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.